what's up everybody i am so excited to be back it has been three weeks since we last met and i just want to say thank you so much for riding out with me i didn't know social media pub i did didn't release anything i just took a hiatus and let me tell y'all our audience grew <laughs> so i just want to say thank you so much for rocking out with me and being on this journey y'all know me i believe in being transparent so let me tell y'all where sis was I'm currently in grad school and I'm getting a master's of fine arts in acting. And I don't know if you have an MFA or if you know somebody that has an MFA. It's hard, y'all. Like, I teach at 8.30 in the mornings, which is fine. Uh, but then I could have rehearsal until 11 p.m. at night. And I have classes in between there and very physical, physical classes. So I just reached a point where I was just tired. I am currently in the Midwest, and for some reason in the fall, they don't feel like we need a break until Thanksgiving. So I was just going, 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 and I hit a wall, and I was like, I love Kirby Confidence way too much to give from an empty cup. So I just needed time to go away and fill my cup. But then something happened in, in within that rest period. Uh, my heart was broken for a number of reasons, uh, but a really big reason happened and it unlocked years and years and years of pain that I had to just sit with. Um, and I had to heal some things and maybe on another episode, maybe at a later date, maybe next season, I can go into the details about what happened, but just know that sis needed to rest and sis needed to heal. And I thank you so much for going on this journey with me. Um, I don't take it lightly. Podcasting is so hard. It's oversaturated. Um, but you guys make it so worth it. So thank you, boo. It is time for my favorite segment. And y'all know what that is. It is the gym of the week and normally our gem of the week is centered around like animals because uh for those of you that may be new to the podcast i love me an animal honey i love animals i love to study animals i love to look at animals um but this gem of the week i just really want to encourage you to find out what your attachment style is um, there are three main attachments and there's another one, but I'm just going to talk about three. You have a secure attachment style, you have avoidant attachment style, and you have anxious attachment styles. Anxious, anxious attachment styles are typically attracted to avoidant attachment styles and it leaves our hearts throbbing. I have an ancient attachment style. And up until very recently, I had been trying to heal my codependency, which felt impossible because codependency is such a big word, right? It's such a big word. What does that mean, right? What does being codependent mean? What does it look like? And how do you heal from being a codependent person? Because you become codependent on many different things, right? But learning my attachment style helped me to look at codependency from another angle 
And also learning about the other attachment styles helped me to look at codependency from another angle. And it also helped me to stop confusing love for attachment style, right? When I would feel like, oh, I, I love this person so much, I just can't let them go. Well, actually, there may be, I may have some, some care for this person, but the motivating force behind what I'm feeling isn't love. It's actually, I'm triggered. My attachment style is triggered. And that little girl inside of me uh, is, is begging for attention and I'm not giving it to her, right? So I just encourage you to please go and learn about what your attachment style is and also learn uh, how your attachment style thrives in relationships and how you maneuver in relationships because my life has changed so much and I have been able to really look at I can't say heal because we all know healing is a process it's an onion one layer one layer one layer but I have been able to really look at um, some of the pain and scars that I have and really make amends with those areas of my life. I recommend a book called Attached. Um, it is on iBooks. It's in stores, wherever you need to go to get it. Please read this book because it really breaks down uh, the various attachment styles and how those attachment styles exist within relationships. Please go and check it out. That's our gym of the week. For our entrepreneur highlight of the week, I want to highlight a new magazine. Uh, we have a guest coming on in a later episode um, who is a writer for this magazine, and it's called Curve Acality. It is a digital uh, magazine, and it is all about celebrating people of size and people of color. Um, it's amazing, it's inspirational. My girl Candace is a writer on it. Uh, she's from Chicago, so she's really, 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 really about it. <laughs> and she's so inspiring. And so I just wanted to give them a shout out because I thank them for the work that they do. And thank you for showcasing us big, beautiful sisters um, and brothers in a way um, that doesn't make us look a certain way. Um, we are so grateful for you. Again, that's Curvicality, C U R V I C. A-L-I-T-Y. All right, y'all, it's time for the interview. I'm so excited for this interview uh, because Martina and I are Spellman sisters. And hey, Spellman. And we have some deep, 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 deep history um, nothing, nothing shady or no tension. <laughs> she just saw me at my worst. And, um, uh, from a distance, I saw her at hers and just to see how far we both have come. Um, it actually warms my heart and it brings tears to my eyes because we've come so far. We've come a mighty long way and we're both living out our dreams. And to that point, I just want to say that if you have a dream, if you have something that you're sitting on, get up and do it, right? I can't tell you how many people don't like this podcast. And I'm going to tell y'all something. If you don't like it, turn it off, right? I don't give a f ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because I'm doing it. 
I'm not perfect at it. I may not even be good at it. I don't know, but I'm doing it. What I, I don't care who has told you that you can't, why they have told you that you can't, you get up and you do it. And I think that in this interview, you will see that there are these, we are two women who have decided to get up and do it. And I pray that you are inspired to do the same. Here's the interview. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Hi, Martina. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I am so excited to have you. Uh, we have went through hell scheduling I this. Know. Oh, my God. I just feel so bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. Like, you were so gracious. And so I, I'm so grateful. You know, having a sick parent sometimes can be hard. So oh, yeah, thank girl. you. And I'm really praying for him to pull all the way through. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Um, I told the people about you a little bit me and martina we go way back way back back, like freshman year way back uh and it was a little crazy you got to listen to her podcast to hear that story uh but can you tell the people who you are well my name's martina lindo i am gosh i feel like i wear so many hats these days but i am a blogger a podcaster a writer one day I'm going to be a filmmaker, just trying to do everything. Yes, everything. <laughs> I'm also a mom and a wife, and I really enjoy those two things. <laughs> yes, and she has a new baby, too. He He's like less than a year, right? Yeah, he's he'll be 10 months soon. Yes, and Martina, um, she mentioned that she is a blogger and a podcaster, and she uh, just released her own podcast called Full Bloom, uh, and I was a guest on that. So please check it out. Can you please tell us what is Full Bloom and what is it all about? Uh, Full Bloom is just a space for millennials who are like on this journey to understanding their purpose, trying to figure out why they're here. Because a lot of times we talk about passion, we talk about all these different things, but we don't focus on our why. And I think as soon as people connect to why they were created then things just line up a lot better because you have a clear trajectory of like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. So is what I'm doing right now lining up with that or am I like wasting my time? So just like getting into full bloom is just becoming your best self in every way and, you know, being confident and comfortable in who you are, no matter where you are in your journey, you know, as a human being. Yes, that is so, so good. Um, what does it mean for you when when you say bloom? What what does that mean? It really means being completely and holistically connected to who I am, why I'm here, and enjoying it along the way. Like, of course, there's going to be trouble, struggles along the way, like obstacles that you have to overcome. But like the, I mean, the the actual definition is flourishing or you know, coming into complete being. And so I think for me, like, you know, reaching your height of artistry for me as an artist is, you know, what is that thing that I'm supposed to create that's going to help somebody else to grow? Because at the heart of humanity, we're all servants. So if you're not helping somebody or serving somebody through your life, your journey, then you're not really in a position to bloom. You know what I'm saying? So that for me is that that's what it means to bloom, like come into your complete self in a way that you not only feel fulfillment, but help others along the way and inspire somebody in some way, because people feel like 
they they can't be inspirational if they're not doing like you know major things but in our everyday life we can help somebody we can be a light to somebody and so in blooming i think that that's the thing that you want to connect to most is figuring out your why so that you can then go for it and help others along the way i know that was a long way to say it but <laughs> No, that was amazing. That was amazing. Something that you said that really struck me was blooming is about servitude, right? It's about becoming a servant. And when I yeah. think about my, right, my, I think about my own journey, it's like, oh yeah, I think that that was the shift that happened. I became more, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I be here for others? Um, then I was focused on watering my own garden and also allowing other people to provide the water and the sunlight, right? Which is hard. So can you talk about how you may have gotten to that journey of being a servant? What I will say about you is ever since I met you, you have had that spirit of like, how can I help you? But, but where did that come from? Like, how did you develop that? Cause I think that that's a talent and I think that it's a gift and, um, I don't, I think that people have to really work at it. So how is it that you came to, to, to realize that this was one of your gifts? Well, I grew up in the church, so that automatically, you know, that spirit of helps. Um, my parents are both pastors. So I grew up literally in every way, shape or form serving. Um, <laughs> I tell this story jokingly, but when I was 11, like my parents had a small church back then and I was the head usher. I was the soundboard operator and I was on the choir and I, like literally I was just doing everything in church. And it, I mean, people would come and be like, well, who's this little child? But I mean, it's just always been a part of who I am. And I, I enjoy helping people. I'm I, because I'm a storyteller. I also like being a part of people's journey. So I guess for me, in some ways, it may be selfish, like wanting to be a part or wanting to help somebody is so that I can see what happens to them at the end. Like, so how can I help you get where you need to go? So then I can kind of watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. I just, I, I feel like for me, if you understand that being a part of somebody else's success makes you successful, then you won't think about it as something that's burdensome. Because often when people talk about servitude, they make it seem like this weight that you have to carry around versus something that is, you know, supposed to be beneficial to you too. And so I think mm -hmm. if you change your mindset about what it means to serve, what it means to help, then you will embrace it in a different way. It won't feel like this heaviness that you have to carry on. Oh, well, I got to go help so-and-so today, or I got to do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. I think it's a really a mindset thing. And because of how I was raised, how I grew up, it's just always been a part of how I lived. Like since I was a child, like people were constantly living with us in my house. Like I have to, sh I have to share everything. And so, you know, coming into adulthood, obviously I've created boundaries because some of that also was not healthy, <laughs> but now I can see for myself. And so I I've created what that looks like for me in service. Mm, how has created creating boundaries because we talk about boundaries a lot this season I'm learning about them mm -hmm. and I love them so much <laughs> how has creating boundaries helped you to bloom honestly it's it's taken the pressure off of me in a lot of ways like Mm. Oh God, this is such a heavy question, but it's like, I mean, I start with my parents. I had to create boundaries with them, especially my mom. 
in a lot of ways because you know, obviously your parents and now as a parent, I'm I'm less critical of her because I get it now. I totally get it. But in a lot of ways they still want to parent you as an adult. And of course that's okay, but there's just certain things where it's like, all right, on top of me being a parent, I'm also a wife. So there's just certain things that you can't do anymore. You can't say anymore. And so if you don't create boundaries, that gives people room to come into spaces that they're not supposed to be in. And so once you mm-hmm. set those boundaries up, it's like, okay, you free yourself now to really focus on what it is you're supposed to be doing in whatever space you are. But without boundaries, people are basically all up in your space and doing things that they are not meant to do in your life at that appointed time. Because life is life is seasonal. Just like a flower, you plant it, you water it, you nurture it, and then it grows. And as it grows, then it blooms. And then there's a season where it kind of dies and shrivels up and the cycle begins again. So just like in the planting season, you're not just going to leave the plant there without water. You, When you get to the blooming season, you don't have to water the plant as much. You see what I'm saying? So it's like yes. when you get to the place in your life where you are trying to move into a different space, if you don't have certain things in place for yourself, whether it is mentally, spiritually, emotionally, in terms of boundaries and how you deal with people, how you deal with anything, then you're setting yourself up to not become successful because you haven't given yourself the parameters to work within. Wow. So boundaries help you to protect your garden, right? It helps you to protect who who you are. How, How did you learn to set boundaries like how how did you know that it was maybe time to kind of draw some lines and and you know b- boundaries aren't bare like and um my guest you know Zuri Zuri yeah. Adele mm-hmm. uh, yeah so she's a guest on our season and she talks a lot about boundaries and something that Zuri says is boundaries are not barriers Right. Right. So they don't they're not to create they don't keep people out right, right. they actually keep you in. Right. And and they keep you in in a very healthy way. So how did you know it was time to kind of draw some lines so that you could keep people in and and still be your best self within within these boundaries? I kept running into the same problems over and over again. And I had to be. (laughs) Yeah, girl, it it was a journey. I had to be real realistic and honest about myself and honest about the people around me, and I had to be inflective. It it was really a very personal journey in being able to set up boundaries. Because, I mean, I don't know, I mean, for a lot of people, you're close to your family, your friends. And so setting up any kind of boundary is difficult, because somebody's always going to get hurt. Somebody's always going to feel offended. Somebody's going to be like, well, why are you treating me this way? It's not me treating you. It's me taking care of me. So I think Mm. once you realize like this behavior, this relationship, this conversation is not helping me to grow. It's, it's not helping me to get rooted in the way that I needed to, then, then you'll make some changes. Trust me. If you see the same thing happening over and over again, like you realize you have to do something different if you're going to get a different result. 
Yes. What's the definition of insanity? Girl, doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> over and over. for a different result. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. One of the ways when I was doing your podcast that I realized that we, that one of the ways we connect and I didn't realize was we both went through this season where there was, there wasn't a, 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 a bloom in the way that we would have wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bloom in the way that I think others would have expected, right? Yeah. And a bloom, and a and and because, right? Like you know, there's factors. There's depression. There's anxiety. There's there's all there's the feeling of that pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's also God's timing and God's plan that you have to consider. Can you talk a little bit about this season of your life and what you did? to um, shake it off, replant some seeds, and get your bloom? Oh, gosh. Honestly, I really love talking about this because I worked really hard to get here. I did. I, yes. I, I well, really can you say that one did. more time? Can you please <laughs> say it one more I time? I love talking about this because I worked really, really hard to get here. Um, yes. I went through a season... After I graduated college, I had to go home um, because, oh God, that's such a long story, but I was going to go to law school. I decided that obviously I did not want to be a lawyer. So I went home, I taught for a while and I was living with my parents. And in that space, I just felt so trapped because when I was in college, I lived on my own, you know, had an apartment or whatever. So just physically being confined now to my old room, to my old friends it just felt like such a digression because you spend so much time at Spelman. Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to change the world. And then literally you're home, you know, teaching elementary school. And of course I do not have any, you know, I don't disregard teachers in any way, shape or form. So please don't misunderstand. But for me, I knew that that's not what I was supposed to be doing. And so I, that's where for me, it started, I started down this path of like, I guess you would call it low self-esteem or depression or I I don't, I don't know how to quantify or define it, but for the next several years, I just spent time in this space where I just never felt good enough. No matter what I did, I got a new job. I moved back to Atlanta. I got into grad school. I even got engaged at like within that three years. And I still just had this weight, this heaviness on me constantly. And like, I didn't really talk about it. I kind of just kept plowing through because that's what you do. You put on a good face. You say, oh, I'm okay. You know, I just have a lot going on. Or, you know, you make excuses for yourself and you don't really deal with the issue. And so what really changed for me is after I had Nation, I realized that I have this new life that is completely and 100% dependent on me. And if I don't become my best self for him and for myself, really, because in order for me to be the best mom, because that's something I want to do is be a great mom. I have to be a hundred percent with myself. And obviously you won't always be at 100%, but for me to get to the season, I took a really, really deep dive into some issues that I didn't even realize I had. I spent a lot of time in prayer, spent a lot of time talking to people who, you know, have been through moments of loneliness, you know, feeling, you know, like they're not, they're not adequate. And I really just made a decision that, no, I'm going to let go of all this stuff that I'm carrying around, drop it off right here, literally. And I'm going to pick myself up and go. 
And so after that, I just decided to start doing things that were going to make me happy, do things that mm. I was excited about, do things that were going to make me bloom. And that's really how Full Bloom was birthed through this, I guess, epiphany or, you know, connection to purpose, whatever have you. I decided that I was going to launch out and just put myself out there because I, for so long, you know, you spend time on social media, you post pictures, you do all this stuff. And it doesn't, for me, it, it didn't feel genuine for a long time. Like, I'm just like, I'm just doing this to keep up with everybody else. And it's like now yes. I'm in this space where I'm sharing this because I want to. I'm sharing this because it's made me happy. I'm sharing this because I think it's going to help somebody else. Like, the my everything I'm doing now is so much more intentional. And so for me, I think that's what was lacking and why I was in that space is like I hadn't allowed myself to connect to my purpose. I hadn't allowed myself to connect to being intentional about the things that I was doing because I felt this pressure to be somebody that I wasn't. And so it wasn't until I let that go that I was able to bloom. Wow. That, oh, wow. <laughs> so what I hear you saying. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Because what I hear you saying is find a why, right? Because, you know, everybody, everybody's familiar with that space. It's a very dark space. And it's a space like where you say, where you literally just push forward because half of it, you don't know what's going on. You know, you know, you feel different. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, you know, you feel different, but you're not really sure why you feel different. And it's it's just a strange time. So what I hear you saying is find a why. Yeah, definitely. Connect it to a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then move authentically. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes we feel like our why has to be this, like, you connect to this grand idea or like this enormous project for for an example but it's like your why really could just be to be happy for somebody else or to just like it's it can be so little your why in a it can be little in a in a quantifiable sense but then on a grander scale it's it's great because it's who you are and so no matter how small it feels it's your why so it's gonna be great you know what I mean I think we spend time looking at other people's why and other people's how they're getting to their why and to their purpose that we make ours feel so much less important and that's why we end up in dark spaces because we just allow so much of the outside in that we don't allow our inside to come out. Wow, we allow so much of the outside in that we don't allow the inside to come out. That is juicy. <laughs> oh, that is juicy. So let me ask you, because you you did mention your fiance. Did you guys? Okay, girl, can we talk? Yeah, girl, talk. What happened? Did y'all did y'all wait to have sex until y'all was married? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Brittany, you know me. You know me, girl. <laughs> It, and you know what? I talk about this with people all the time because I'm not like, I'm not ashamed about it. Um, for a long time I was because it was just like, oh, you're a virgin, but you're like 25. And I'm like, yeah, like I made that choice for myself. And it's crazy because when I was 16, 17, like, you know, you got a little boot thing, you know, but it's like when he tried to start pressing me, I was like, oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. And for a long time, my reason for not having sex was because it's something my parents told me that, oh, if you do that, God's going to be upset with you. And so I carried that mm-hmm. fear around for so long 
that I was like, oh, no, no, no. If a guy looked my way, I was like, no, no, no. God's going to be angry with me. Don't do not do that. But then once I really got a real personal relationship with God, I realized it was not like that at all. But then my choice to wait became my own because it was like, well, you've waited this long. Why just, you know, give it away to anybody? Um, so for me, it it was it was a really, really personal decision because I just felt like it was special. It was mine. I kept it for so long. I took care of it. And I was like, no, I I want to be, I want to be, I, I hate to say this because it's going to sound, I'm going to sound so prudish, but I wanted to be like whole for him. You know what I'm saying? Like for mm-hmm. whoever him was. Yeah. And that's not to say if you didn't wait that you're not somehow whole, but that's my journey. That was my, you know, that was the path that I needed to go on because I also feel like if I was having sex before I got married, I would be a whole different person. And that is just the God honest truth. <laughs> so child, you'd probably be a lot more broken. <laughs> no, girl, I'm telling you. So it's like sometimes, you know, people they'll look at me and be like, Oh, she probably just thinks she's better than everybody. Cause no, it's it was never like that. It was just a choice that I made for myself. And I'm grateful that I was engaged at the time, now married, to somebody who was willing to wait with me, I guess, or for me. Wow. So can you talk to us? Okay, I got two more questions about the weight. <laughs> um, how do you, so for us girls who aren't virgins or for us girls that are, that are listening, who uh, have someone that we're interested in, right? But we're like, uh, you know, I, I want to commit to abstinence or I want to commit to celibacy. How do we have that conversation? You have the conversation. You let them know straight up. I think it's like anything else in your relationship. You just have to be straight up about it. And you don't you don't need to make it something that's so uncomfortable. And I guess, and I feel so bad because it's like, I may be not the right person to talk to this about because I've never been in a position where I had to explain that. I've always just said it very plainly. Like, look, I'm not having sex. If that's a problem, then I understand. Literally, that's the conversation. And when somebody, and you know, I'll give you this example. When I was in high school, again, I was, I was that girl. I was Miss Holy. Like I was the most annoying person ever. And I can admit that now looking back at the person I was, it's just like, I was not, I was annoying. I I can say that. And, but one thing that I used to say to my friends is I don't curse. And if you curse, I don't want to hang around you. Or if you're around me, don't curse, right? Oh. I, yeah, I I set those kind of boundaries for my friends. And the thing about it is they all respected it. Like nobody would curse around me. Like the I used to hang out with a lot of football players because I was in a band and my closest friends were all cheerleaders. So, you know, I would be the only little geeky band girl with this group of like, you know, quote unquote, the popular kids. And, you know, they would be laughing and cursing <laughs> and talking and they'd be like, uh-uh, Martina just got here. Y'all better chill out. And it's just like people respected me because I set, you know, that standard for myself. It wasn't because I thought I was better than anybody. It's just I knew who I was. Well, at least back then I knew who I was as that person. And so I was confident enough to stand up for her. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's the same thing Mm -hmm. in a relationship, especially if it's somebody who, quote unquote, cares about you if they are committed to you as the individual and not to just your body and this intimate experience, then they shouldn't have a problem saying, okay, I'll wait. 
And that for me, is yeah. like if, if they are so committed to you in that way, then they'll wait. Do you see a connection between waiting and blooming? Like how, how did waiting help your relationships or your love life to bloom? Oh, girl. I <laughs> she's like that wasn't in the packet. No, yeah, I was just like, oh lord. Um, I do think that I'll say this. I my husband and I laugh about this all the time. <laughs> I wish some people could have been a fly on the wall on our wedding night <laughs> because literally it was the most awkward thing ever. And I think that it's because of the relationship that we have. Like, awkward in a funny sense. Like, you you would just be dying laughing. But I just think that me, it, it, it because it became a part of who I was, this journey of waiting, this decision to wait, because I was with the same person for almost five years, it was just like, it wasn't anything to bloom from or to bloom into. It just was always who I was. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. I didn't oh, have wait, to... time out. Did I just hear you say that you and your f- now husband were together? Y'all waited for how many years? Well, we started, we were, fr- we've been friends. We were friends since 2011. And then we started, you know, quote unquote dating on the low low uh, in like 20, 2013. And then we got married. And y'all got married. 2017. When? So it was like four years. But we had always been kind of like, you know, I, I always say this. I think he, he knew the day he met me. <laughs> because he used to hang, because his, I, I'm not going to tell the story on, on, on air. But I was talking to somebody else at the time. And he like caught our interaction. And the way that he like interacted with me the first time we met, because we met at church. I could just tell like that he was attracted to me. But back then I told y'all I was approved. Like I was the most annoying person ever. I'm so glad for growth and I'm so glad that I let go of that girl. Um, but I could tell that he was attracted to me, but I was not having it because I was like, Oh God, he's so unsaved. He's so, uh, like I was that person, but I could always feel like there was this connection. And so like, as I allowed myself to be more open, then I just allowed him, I guess, you know what? I'll say this. Waiting for me was like the opposite end of coming into myself completely. Because although I was waiting, there was this person who was just very, you know what? I think the best way to put it is self-righteous. Because I I didn't think that I was better, but I felt righteous because I did, I did wait. And so when I realized that, oh, you know, me not having sex doesn't make me better than anybody else in any way like I had to come into I had to come to terms with all the other parts of me that weren't good you see what I'm saying so like because I was waiting all the other stuff that wasn't right about me I was just like oh well it's okay because I'm not having sex but when I realized that no girl you need to work on all of that that's not the only part of you that's when I felt like I was fully bloomed and he helped me get to that journey. Our relationship, our friendship, that he helped me to see all of those things about myself. So I feel like if we were having sex, that would have put a damper on my ability to see him in that light because I would have gotten caught up in the physical or 
you know, a lot of things happen when you start having sex. So it's just like, I feel like it would have changed our relationship in a lot of ways. And so because we had this pure friendship, like it wasn't based on a physical attraction in that way. We we were able to bloom better in our friendship because of it. So to answer your question, I think that's how waiting helped me to bloom. It's seeing all the other things that were not right about me and me being forced to acknowledge them because I felt like, oh, because I got this side of myself under control, I don't need to worry about the rest. But when I got to that realization that that's what was weighing me down, that's when I was able to, you know, flourish. Yes, that is so good. Thank you. That thank you for going there too, because that that was so delicious. Because I think that you're right. You know, uh, I you know I believe in in transparency, and so I have been feeling. I have been feeling. God first introduced the weight to me through my church. I'm a church girl too, and I was a baby. I was young, like 12 years old. Oh my God, I'm so old. I just called a 12 year old baby. Um, and I knew about it, but I didn't do it, right? I had sex. And over the years, it's just been like, you know, it's been, there's been this pool and I ain't really been listening. But very recently, it's been like, now's the time. Yeah. Like, I don't, and I have no idea why. I, I don't know. But now's the time. And I made a commitment with one of our, one of our Spellman sisters and I broke that commitment. I had sex. Mm-hmm. And immediately after I've been feeling like, wait a minute, it, it it no longer felt authentic. It no longer felt like something I need to do, something I want to do again, Some like unless it's with that partner. And so yeah. thank you for being transparent and sharing that journey. Yeah, girl. I mean, I just feel like everybody's got to do what's right for them. You know what I'm saying? So like some people can have multiple partners in their life and be totally fine because that's, you know, how they, f- how they feel secure. And there's nothing wrong with that being their journey. For me, it was different. And so if you're trying to make the choice to wait, you need to connect again, connect to the why. Why do you feel like that's what you want to do for yourself? And then be honest and true about it with whoever you, one, come into a relationship with, and two, to yourself so you can hold yourself accountable. But like, if you're just saying, oh, I'm going to wait for the glory of it like oh i'm i'm pure so i'm trying to be celibate like you're not gonna last because that's not a real reason to not have sex you need to connect to something deeper in yourself and figure out why why do you need sex first of all and two like why can't you stop if it's something that you want to do or is it really something that you want to do you see what i'm saying Yes. Oh, delicious. Oh, delicious. <laughs> so, so what what is next for full bloom? Oh gosh. Okay, well you guys will get a little exclusive. Um after our 10th episode, we're going to start doing more topical conversations. Uh we'll still be talking to people about their individual journeys. But we're going to be doing some cool topics like um, being a millennial mom. Uh, what does millennial fatherhood look like? Uh, millennial Ooh. marriages, self-care, just a few topics that we're going to be talking about in terms of your your journey to blooming. Um, and so there is going to be a new platform, a video platform. That's all I'll tell you. It's going to be really exciting. And 
Um, I'm really grateful for the journey that Full Bloom has allowed me to go on because now it's just like, because I'm sharing my truth and I'm being honest and open, I feel like people feel comfortable with bringing me their stories because I've had so many people reach out to me and, you know, just really share some really inspirational things that I really just can't wait to share with everyone else. Yes, that is so awesome. If you could have a talk with five-year-old Martina, what would you say to her? Oh, God. I would give her a hug, first of all. Because even at five years old, I'm, I I feel like I can say this. I'm really proud of myself and my journey. And so I would tell her to be true to herself always. Go with her gut and don't make anyone ever make her feel like she is not good enough to be in a room. That's something that I've struggled with a lot in my life was not feeling Again, I I recently had Mara Chance on my podcast and she talked about imposter syndrome and I struggled with that for such a long time because now I can say this. I know I'm talented. I know I'm gifted. I know I have things that the world needs, but for a long time, I could not say that. And so I would definitely tell my five-year-old self to be herself completely and unapologetically without fear and without any kind of limitation set by anyone else but her. Wow. That, that you just blessed my soul. Thank you so much for being on today. This was, this was more than I could have ever asked for. And thank you for going there today. I asked you some things we didn't talk about. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much. Please tell everybody where can they find you? Um, where, and where can they listen to Full Bloom? Um, you can listen to Full Bloom on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. And it's just Full Bloom. So how you spell Full Bloom? And I'm on Instagram at underscore Martina Christian. That's Christian with a K. So K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. And you can find Full Bloom on Instagram at underscore Full Bloom with three O's. So Full B-L-O-O-O-M. Yes. Thank you so much, Martina. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so happy for you. Season two is going to be so bomb. (laughs) Ow, ow. Thank you. (laughs) I love you. Love you too. One of the many things I really enjoyed about this interview is, again, we're two women who just did it. You know, we're two women who was just like, you know what? I'm going to bloom. I'm going to bloom where I'm planted. I'm going to plant the seeds and I am going to tend to my garden and I am going to allow uh, my garden to bear fruit. No matter where you are, no matter where you've been. And the thing about Martina and I, is that we were two high achieving women, young women. And then life happens and you get lost a little bit. And people expect you to achieve, 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 and to be who you were and what happened to you. And that comes with a a whole lot of sadness, right? Trying to live up to who you were or who people think that you are and you fall. But let me tell you something, we got back up. And I think that's what I love about the most about that interview is that you, you listen to two women who got back up. 
and I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to speak for myself. If I can get back up from sitting in a closet, getting ready to take my own life, if I can get back up, you can too. Today is the beginning of the rest of your life. Get up, dry your eyes, put on some good old clothes, do your hair, beat that face for the gods and do it. Do it. You got this. Y'all know how we end this out. We end this out with 10 deep breaths followed by affirmations. Again, I just want to say thank you for rocking with me. Your sis has been going through it. But I'm back and I'm better for it. So wherever you are, to begin to find your center, close your eyes, and we'll begin to take 10 deep breaths. I am safe. I am full. I am enough as I am. Freedom is available to me now. I walk in my purpose. I walk in my light. I am free. I am thriving. I am here. Thank you so much, family. This was a beautiful episode. I'm so grateful for each, 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 each and every one of you. And I'll see you next week. Ow, I'll see you next week. Ow, I'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta go to the water to get my healing.